So, okay, I'm going to go with the breakfast theme here. Yes. Jimmy Dean's. Oh, yeah. Those are, well, which, I guess, this, like breakfast sandwiches? Or what are you going with? There are many Jimmy Dean's. That's what I'm saying. Like all of them, bro. You can't just pick a whole brand. <laughs> I'm picking a whole fucking, pick you're picking pizza. Yeah, that's a food. So you, so Jimmy Dean's is a food. Jimmy Dean's is a brand. <laughs> it's its own entity, man. Okay, mate, Jimmy Dean's sells <laughs> breakfast sandwiches and hash browns. Those are different items. But the hash browns can be loaded sometimes. Yeah, they are, but they're still hash browns, mate. Can we put loaded hash browns? Okay, I mean, is that your pick? No, you Jimmy Dean's breakfast sandwich? sandwich. Okay, that's a good. I I will say that is a good pick. Yeah. All right, that's my number two pick. Okay, three. I'm gonna go with the classic. Lego my ego. Fuck. On today's footy corner, Byron Cruz to a Champions League semifinal, a match you'd hate to see as a Barcelona fan. One of the 30 Moussa Nabellis in world football, Barry City. United losing Europa League semis as there are no English teams left in Europe anymore. And Lindelof calls Bruno a son of a bitch. Along with the typical transfer corner, comments, and nonce of the week. Next. Yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. Arin, how's everything going? Everything's going good. Last podcast before my school starts back up on Friday. Online orientation. So maybe it's not starting up. But right, I was going to say, wouldn't Monday <clears throat> count then? Yeah. Um, you find out when we're going to physically be there. But um, yeah, uh, not much going on. we got a side Bowls coming our way. Watching PSG, uh, Red Bull, Leipzig. Rosenball sport, whatever the fuck you want to call them. <laughs> um, got some hockey, playoff hockey on TV, so I'm chilling. Yeah. Besides the fact that I just lost the bet because the Bucks lost to the Magic. Um, <laughs> An eight seed being yeah. one seed. Why? So, it, yeah. More likely in hockey than basketball. So, a lot of stuff going on right now, but nonetheless, it's all usually good. So, how about yourself? Yeah, it looks, it looks like with school starting up, it's getting busy. I'm, I'm going to be on every day except for today, actually, on campus. <laughs> And because uh, we're getting ready, we have meetings, the typical before school starts. So uh, to our listeners, why does this affect you guys? Well, uh, we will have to, we will find out, I guess, our schedules in a better way next week, right? So right. Um, we'll see when we release. The goal is Monday or Tuesday, as always, right? Because that's when the Premier League usually ends their week. So we'll try. We'll see what happens. Uh, no guarantees, but we go on. Um, so, yeah, everything's good. We golfed. Had yeah, some golf did. on, on a Friday, pretty decent outing, mm-hmm. nice weather, had some banter and some drinks at the Going uh, 18 turn. is a fucking chore. Well, like, it was fun because it was the first time I've done it in a while, and obviously it was with you and dad, but like, I, honestly, for me, nine holes is enough. <laughs> well, also because it was really hot. I mean, that, that affects I know, too. but by, by the time you're on like hole 14, you're just like, all right, what the fuck's going on, right? Yeah. You're like, you don't even know what hole you're on anymore. I feel like... I feel like if there was a way you could go like 10 to 12 holes, I feel like that'd be perfect, right? Because you're focused enough to like give a shit and then by the end you're just like the right amount of tired. Yeah, I mean for me nine is too short because my first two were so bad. Usually – sometimes if you don't go to the range before it, you stink beforehand. You know what I mean? So you need that extra, you know, few holes. So I I don't know. Maybe maybe 10 or 10 to 12 is a good number. People, let us know at the footy corner too. Do you, right. so, yeah. What your ideal amount of holes is for a golf you course? Like 18, you like going eighteen? Yeah, I don't mind it, but you know, just, I could it see why. It, I could, I could see how, yeah, the gas goes empty at the end. Yeah. So, 
yeah, but good stuff there. While we were doing that, uh, Champions League was going on. Barcelona 2, Bayern Munich 8. Uh, goodness me. I mean, goals coming from everywhere. Muller had a brace. Coutinho had a brace against his parent club. You knew Barcelona was in trouble when Alaba was smiling after that own goal. Have you seen that, yeah. that clip? Yeah. So what, what were your thoughts on this uh, this bombing? We both called that they'd win. But did you think it would happen in this fashion? Um, I didn't think, obviously, it would happen in this fashion. I had an idea that Bayern would kind of have their way with um, a slower-paced Barcelona team, for sure. Um, not even as talented. I mean, all they got really is Messi. I'd say in every other position, I'd probably rate Bayern better in, in every position, mm-hmm. including coaching. So... Um, that was shocking, and I think maybe, you know, this is going to sound wild, but maybe this is what Barcelona needed because I think everyone kind of saw, even though they made it this far in Champions League, I think everyone saw, um, even even domestically they, they got second, that um, that they're just kind of slowly but surely kind of tailing off. Um, and now that Messi's getting a little older, you know, he's really the only bright spot other than Frankie de Jong in that side. You really got to... boy Frankie. Yeah. So now they got to really think about really doing a huge overhaul, in my opinion. Maybe maybe risk next season. Kind of mm-hmm. just kind of blow it, blow it off. Just, you know, try just to get Champions League. But just, you know, focus on, on rebuilding this whole squad and, and be ready for life after Messi. And PK. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, obviously, they're not the same. Uh, I mean, they're... I, do you think they're better than Manchester United when they started going towards the end there? But do you think, because they were so affected by a guy, by one guy, but it wasn't a player, it was Sir Alex Ferguson. Do you think if Barcelona loses Messi, it can take them a little bit of time? I mean, they're going to have to, I agree with you completely, it might take a while. Do you think that'll take time and how long do you think it'll take before Barca's back up there? Because it's know, clear that they have to overhaul, the, like you said, they have all those old players. You know, I think they... I don't know who's been in charge of their transfers the last couple seasons, but even down to Griezmann, I don't think these these players they've brought in have necessarily met the or met the mold that has made Barcelona successful all these years. It's also led to them not going to the academy as much. So you get a lot of these players that aren't familiar with with the style of play or gone through La Magia and, and all that stuff. So I think for them a rebuild would be. E- it wouldn't it'd be easier than 99% of the teams in football because why they're Barcelona and they have a lot of money and they could resell their players for a lot of money, right? So you get a lot of money back that you could reinvest. But as an entire project to get to where they were again, I, I think they can do it because they are Barcelona because of the club. But I think it's going to be another like six years, five, six years if they really stay focused and on that path and I think that they're going to do that with, with, you know, the recent changes that they're making. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to say, too, that you mentioned Griezmann. Uh, you know, there's also Coutinho that came in. Think back, even when they had Alexis Sanchez, who played better, actually, in other systems, either before or after they were at Barcelona. So I think something, there's been something that's been going on that they haven't gotten it right, and they need to overhaul and that's what we were seeing. Abidal and Kik Setien are both out, the director of football there, uh, Abidal, who had that story, you know, didn't he have, what, do you have cancer or something? And yeah. He came on to be the director. That honeymoon is, is over. Uh, Kiki Satin, I think he was a dead man walking. He kind of stunk as a, as a manager. You knew he wasn't going to be around. This kind of accelerated it. And we all thought maybe that Poch would be coming in, possibly. Yeah. But remember, you, I think it was you last episode that mentioned that that's one of the clubs that Poch said he would not join right right along with arsenal so 
in in comes our boy Ronald Koeman, who legit didn't he have like a heart attack like a few weeks ago or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, what are your thoughts on this hire of Koeman, who's now left his post as the Netherlands manager? Uh, so, even though Poch might have has his little alliances, if I'm Barcelona, I'm I do whatever it takes to get Pochettino. You know what I mean? I think he fits them perfectly. He's familiar with the area. Um, he's so good with youth, bringing them up. So he would help their academy players go up there, go up into the, the main squad. And, and I think his transfers are usually really good. Um, and his player management. He has that Argentinian mold. And I know they like their Argentinian players. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of things. He'd, he'd attract the South American players. But uh, I don't know. I don't think Ronald Koeman is good at club level. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. We've seen him manage two Premier League clubs, Southampton and Everton. None were successful. <laughs> you you can agree with me on that, right? So mm-hmm. I, um, his Netherlands, he's done pretty good for Netherlands, right? They did pretty good in the. Um, they, I mean, he has a lot to work with, though. But um, me personally, I think they could have probably gotten a better manager. I mean, uh, of course, he's a Barcelona player legend. I get it, but. As far as managing clubs, I don't think he has the best track record. Uh, is it a step up? Yeah, but is it to the level that they should be going for? I don't think so. This this I found on Twitter. Former Real Madrid success Carlo Ancelotti is currently at Everton, and former Everton failure Ronald Koeman is currently at Barcelona. What a world. So, I mean, there's some uh, an interesting fact. I guess we'll have to see what happens. Again, will he be a guy that helps him through a, a, an interesting period uh, of time here? Um, you know, something else that kind of came up, and, I, and I'll, this is the last thing I'll mention uh, about uh, Barcelona. Um, here's a fact. Here's a did you know fact. Uh, you know Christo Stoichkov. Yeah. He's, he has a big role now that he plays kind of – he scouts for Barcelona. He was a okay. big player big player in Chicago Fire for a little bit even, the Bulgarian yeah. International. Uh, he spoke to uh, Bartomeu, who's the, the president right, mm-hmm. of Barcelona, about Alfonso Davies months before Davies went to Bayern, actually. You know what the uh, president told him? What? His response was, he's Canadian, no thanks. So Barcelona actually passed up on Davies when it was Stoichkov suggested it to them. Um, so th- there's an interesting fact. Jeff Paris, how do you feel about Barcelona with that statement they've made about Canadians? So uh, with that said, I guess we'll kind of move on from Barcelona's issues. We're not really a La Liga podcast, but I think a lot of interesting things will, will come of it and we'll see what happens there. Again, the big story, I think, too, outside of the match is Poch is still available. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, anything you have about the, the game? or We'll, we'll mention um, uh, prospects of Bayern going forward in, in a second yeah. here. But about that game specifically, no. Fo- that was followed up by a shock the day after. Jeff Paris, close your ears here. Manchester City won Lyon 3. Moussa Dembele, I don't know which one. The one that used to be at Celtic, I'm, I'm thinking, right? With the brace. Uh, to win it, but that was sandwiched in between a big Sterling miss. Was that as bad as it looked, the miss? Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and I think anyone that's played soccer enough in their life has had a miss like that. Okay? I actually know I, I've had a miss like that before, and I still remember it to this day. Right. So that will never that will never, never leave Raheem Sterling's mind. I guarantee you. That was an awful miss. And I think it was game-changing. I mean, <clears throat> that followed up with the goal. I mean, that's that's a major yikes. Um, I mean, we all know Raheem Sterling is better than that. I yeah. Mean, that just 
I don't, I don't know what to blame it on. I mean, that's just bad luck in my opinion. Maybe it's just the soccer god shining a light on, on, on soccer and being like, all right, we can't let this happen. You know? Right. What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I don't know what happened, but the look after on Musa Dembele's face, he looked just. You remember that guy when Undertaker lost in WrestleMania? His, the look. Oh this, yeah. This Musa Dembele looked exactly like that after he scored that that last one, but. Yeah, I don't know. You know, to me, it was more than just that miss. But that, I mean, that miss was huge. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think Pep Guardiola kind of lost the match with his lineup. Did you see that lineup that he that he had yeah. put out? To me, it was interesting that he would go with such a defensive lineup against a team that he was favored against by so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you look at it, I think he left out Foden in the starting. You know, Bernardo. I don't think Bernardo Silva was in the right. starting lineup. Right. Um, they were missing a lot of creativity in that. Four three three that you'd normally see, you saw a lot of uh, defensive players. Actually, let me go ahead. I'm going back right now and pulling up the lineup from that game. And in the midfield, you have Fernandinho, Gundogan, and Rodri. Mm-hmm. Which one of those to you is is a creative balancer force, right? That would connect the back. Probably Gundogan. Yeah, but I mean, with the options they had, that's not good yeah, enough. I think, yeah. right? You know, you're leaving all these guys on the bench. Uh, even David Silva came on came on as a sub. Bernardo Silva was was not on there. Um, like I said, Foden didn't even see the pitch. Which I, as much as I didn't like him for the comments he's made, I thought he's played well enough that he could have played a factor in this match. So Pep again. I mean, interesting decisions here. Which if you listen to Talksport, um, uh, you know, actually, you know, who has been really good on Talksport lately. Darren Bent. Remember Darren Bent? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually brought up a really good point. He said, look at the money that Pep spent, and he's won the League Cup, FA Cup, Premier League, but so did Pellegrini and Mancini, if you think back on it, right? They won yeah. the Premier League, but they brought Pep to win the Champions League. So does Pep have to win that Champions League to be seen as a success at Manchester City? Yeah, I think so. When you spend that much money, um, most certainly, I think that was the goal from the start, because mm-hmm. uh, they had won a Premier League before Pep came, so... They're just trying to knock each trophy off, and they've done that with everything except arguably the biggest trophy in club club um, soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it is because he's had unlimited resources, more than you can argue any manager in the in the Premier League, at least. I don't want to say world, um, and I think he's you know held in certain standards to the point where he could put himself in the contention to even compete against Real Madrid Barcelona for certain players. Oh, of course. So um, I think he could only blame himself. And and in my opinion, I think he's overrated. He couldn't do it with Bayern when they had a world, pretty much the world cup team as the roster. Mm -hmm. Um, After all these years, I mean, like you could, you can argue he's had some, some tough luck maybe with draws, but not anymore. I mean, you just got knocked out by Leon. Sure, Leon knocked out Juve, but still, I I think a lot of people would would peg Man City to beat Juve this year mm-hmm. in, in the uh, in the Champions League, and surely Leon as well. Yeah, <laughs> as I mean, result. yeah, that's yeah, obviously. So, um, yeah, I I don't think Pep's as good as people think. I think sure he came up with a strategy to revolutionize the game, but I think he came up with a strategy that was surrounded by the best player in the world, right? A, a prime Messi. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he has Messi anymore. <clears throat> and sure, he he plays a very entertaining style pl- style of soccer. But I think in in these big games, um, when it really comes down to it, I think there are certain managers that could just outsmart him when when it's when this much is on the line. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, very interesting take. That what, let me ask you this. What would you think? And let me ask Jeff Paris, who might be listening. If they think maybe, you know, Pep can't somehow get them the Champions League, would you go for Pochettino? Um, 100%, yeah. And, and here's what I'm saying. I'm going to level with, 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 I guess, the Jeff Paris's that think I'm just slating Pep because he's, you know, City. But, you know, I think before Jurgen had all this success, I mean, you can argue, yeah, he was kind of all talk, you know. Uh, in, in, in finals, not winning, uh, not winning, uh, sorry, something just happened in the NHL game that just shocked me. <laughs> yeah, me as well. Carey Price just gave up a really weak goal. Uh, I, sorry, we're watching Montreal. No, no, no. Awesome. But what but you were say- saying about Klopp. Yeah, I'm saying like, yeah, his record in finals was very bad. And you could really look at that as a flaw and, and bring it up and, and use it against his credibility. And I think we should start saying that about Pep. I think it's just totally unfair to just, you know, say this guy is great when he's won most of, of his, you know, big trophies with, with Lionel Messi at, at the palm of his hands. Like, anyone can win the Bundesliga with Bayern, bro. Like, I can win I can win the Bundesliga with Bayern, okay? Well, some people haven't, mate. Who? When did Dortmund win it? When Klopp was manager. Yeah, okay, so who was the Bayern manager then? I don't, I don't. <laughs> probably, probably won it the year before. So, I know. What if it was Pep? I don't know why. It wasn't Pep. It wasn't him. He was there, but yeah, it wasn't him. Um... But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's as good as advertised, or what's what's your final? I think he's a really good manager. I just don't understand the thinking in this match. I don't know if it's specific to this match, or yeah, I guess in a lot of the big games, I haven't questioned his team selection though in other big games like I did in this one. I mean, it's like was he? Did someone dare him to try to win with the players that he that he played on the pitch? That's what I'm wondering because that's what baffled me about this one. This to me was the easiest track. He had with this city team to get to the final, right? Or at least, sorry, the semifinal. Yeah. And and I don't know. I'm I'm really confused as to you know what he was putting out there uh, with the players that he put out there. And I, I think that you know you you and uh, a few Jeff Paris went at it on Twitter in regards to De Bruyne, but I think De Bruyne would have really benefited from one more creative guy in that lineup. All I'm saying is in 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 games like this, you could even date it back to the World Cup final. In, in, in big games, I don't think Kevin De Bruyne does good. I think the one the cups that he has won, I think his teammates do very what, well. What World Cup final was Kevin De Bruyne in? Or, sorry, whatever. In the World <laughs> Cup. I okay. Meant, in the right. World Cup finals, whatever you want to <laughs> oh, call it. You mean the World Okay. The World the Cup. Cup. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't think he's. Hmm. I don't think he's a big game player. Wow. I don't know if he's played in enough. I mean, uh, I think anyone can. Can, I think he can do that against Bournemouth on a Saturday at the Etihad in front of like nine fans. But when it really matters, can you do it? Wow. I don't think right. he's the guy. I think he disappears. I think he ghosts way too many games. And people don't notice it because he's not – again, he's not on a big club. So if you see Pogba not wow. kind of go – if you see Pogba go missing for a couple of days, you'll know you'll, – it'll be brought up. Especially in big games. But no, what did Pogba do in the World Cup final? You saw that speech, bananas. He's a big game player. You know, you think of these guys, I don't think you could hold Kevin De Bruyne up to that level. Oh, wow. Jeff, what do you have to say? I'm I'm interested to hear that. Uh, If I'm playing a final, KDB's not in my lineup. Interesting. I, I... I don't know. Well, if I'm talking about world football, I wouldn't. If I'm talking world football, he's not in my lineup. Well, 
do you have the pick at every person on earth? What, I mean, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's the best player in the Premier League, there's no reason why you shouldn't be in that lineup. All right. And well, he's not in it for me. Interesting. Very interesting. He's not a big game player. Okay. I I don't know. I guess there's I haven't no really proof. seen his, his big game. So we'll... Uh, but well, let me talk about a couple more things, and we'll let you and Jeff argue this one out. Uh, uh, Vincent, uh, Vincent, company, yeah, Vincent company, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart there. Has retired from soccer at the age of 34, and he's going immediately to being the underlooked manager on a four-year deal. So, what are your thoughts on that? It's his boyhood club. Um, I think and it's he's a good going start. straight to being the manager. I think it's a good start. Yeah, and then did you hear about David Silva? With Real Sociedad and yeah. Lazio. We, we yeah. reported here he's going to Lazio. But at the last second, Real Sociedad comes in huh. and, uh, and takes him. Um, yeah. So the reason I bring these two guys up is that Manchester City have already commissioned a statue of Vincent Company and one of David Silva to be, to be in the Etihad by next year. So uh, to me it's interesting because that's pretty quick, especially when they're still involved. One of them is still a soccer player on another club. Yeah. Right? And and the other one um, just retired, I guess, yesterday or whatever day he retired. Yeah, what yeah. are your thoughts on them having statues by next season? You know, I don't know what these players mean to the club. You know, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Vincent Company would be a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think David Silva, I think you're kind of rushing it. I think maybe wait on it, you know, wait for his career to be over. And then kind of, you know, see is this guy worth giving a statue to because – if you're going to give it to a statue to David Silva, in 30, 40, 50 years, your stadium is going to be surrounded by statues. Right. Not saying he was – I'm not saying that no no doubt he was probably one of the greats in city history. But by if at this rate that city's going and the players that they that they have, you're going to have a lot of statues. And I, think, <laughs> yeah, I mean I think a lot of it too is these two were like the architect – like the very beginnings, right, of when the Sheik came and then these were like – Two of the first well, then players you're gonna have one for Aguero that they too. had, you know. So, I mean, something like that. Yeah. Well, we'll bring Aguero up later. How about too. Joe Hart? Is Joe Hart getting his statue? Well, I well, I mean, did, <laughs> again, Aguero. You never know. He's still playing, so he might. But I, I don't think know about anyone, Joe Hart. I think Joe Hart's hot, kind of hot take, his times past. I think out of any player in the past since the takeover, I think Aguero deserves it more than anyone. That's my opinion. I don't know what yours is, but yeah. Lazio's sporting director says he doesn't respect Silva as a man. Respects him as a player, but not as a man after he snubbed them. I mean, would you be pissed too if you're the Lazio guy? I'd be upset because I'm guessing David Silva probably gave him a verbal agreement. Yep. You know, um, but it's also childish on the Lazio man and uh, Lazio's dudes. Uh, and because I mean, in the end, it's soccer. I mean, how many times have we seen moves like this happen? Yeah. So. Oh, of course. It's never signed till it's till it's there and in. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's focus on the winners, Bayern, and it looks like PSG. Looks like it's going to be Bayern and PSG. I don't know. Bayern plays Lyon tomorrow. Uh, PSG is currently winning three nothing against Ross Ball Sport, whatever you want to call them. Isn't it over? Which one? This game? Oh, no, no, it's not. Seventy sixth minute. But I mean, you can say they're up three nothing as we're recording in the seventy sixth minute. So it looks like PSG Bayern, right? You. Reckon. Yeah. Who, who do you th- who do you think? I mean, uh, unless you think Leon has a shot, who do you have winning? Um, do you still stick with Bayern? We we talked about this last time. Oh wow. Um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. I'm gonna go with Bayern. And will it be close? I guess that's the real question. Will it even be close? 
I think it'll be like a 3-2-1 thing. 3 or 2. You know, 3-1-2-1. Okay. Bayern. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but it, 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 it'd be bad if, if I don't say Lyon has a shot at it. Just because they've knocked out Juventus and Man City, who were the two favorites coming into this tournament. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Bayern winning it. Um, and I think they'll edge up PSG. I don't know what you think. I still have Bayern. I, I think, unfortunately, Lyon's Cinderella thing, and I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be like 3 nothing against Lyon. Yeah. Against PSG, uh, it could go either way. You know, it, it depends. I, I mean, I think they'll win. I think Bayern will win. But in terms of will it be close? I'll say three one, and let's see it end eight to two again, huh? How about that? I, yeah, you know, <laughs> and and for once, like I in, in the past, I kind of didn't root for PSG too much in the Champions League, but I feel like um, they're a fun team to watch every year. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching them, and they have very likable players on their team. I mean, if you like Neymar, then you probably like PSG. I like Neymar. I like Mbappe, for you know all these guys that that they have, and um, I wouldn't mind seeing them lift the trophy either, to be honest with you. They would be a first-time winner. Yeah. So that would be so I wouldn't, something. I wouldn't mind. And, you know, uh, I, I think every league in the world is improving, and I would like to see France kind of uh, improve. And they used to be a lot better than they are now compared to the rest of the world. So I would like to see them come back. And it's it's good to see Lyon getting far. Hopefully Marseille can kind of pick it up in the next, upcoming years. Mm-hmm. So maybe if PSG does something uh, Champions League-wise, it'll attract more talent to France. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Well, to attract more to them, I don't know the around PSG, them. But, I mean, but, you never yeah, know. Marseille's Marseille's been pretty good with their movements they mean, lately. Yeah, Marseille, you got Lyon. Uh, they have some. They have some pretty historic clubs in, in France that, unfortunately, have been sleeping for quite some time now. It's it's crazy because I think Lyon finished seventh in their league this year, and they're now you know they've advanced this far, which is wild. Yeah, you um, know um, that that whole takeover that Monaco had. I don't know what happened, but they put so much money into that whole youth system, and it produce so many stars i would like to see that again for monaco if possible so we'll, we'll have to see what they can do yet yeah, i feel like a french spiral, team always so. does a madness in champions league remember when monaco did that they knocked out I, of course i one. remember yeah they well they beat us one year too unfortunately yeah uh back when i knew what it was uh that said we'll just we'll see what happens to so the final uh so Guys, tune in. Bayern Wait, Lyon did you guys tomorrow. Lose to the team? That, that yeah. whole team. Oh wow, you guys played that team. Bayern, yeah, we lost. We lost. I believe it was twenty sixteen. We played them or something. And yeah. how close was it? Um, they, I, I believe it was another one of those where we lost on away goals. <laughs> I, I can oh. tell you, I can. We lost so many on away goals that it was uh, a bit wild. But what's that Bayern? It was one of those games that yeah. Well, we we actually it was one of those where we like outplayed them and then they hit on the counter. Kind of yeah, so, I feel like that's how they played though back back then. Yeah, yep, and they had the players. So, uh, Champions League final tune in that is going to be on Sunday. Okay, so when you're listening to this now on Sunday, the final from Portugal, it'll be PSG against either Bayern or Lyon because PSG is killing Raspol, Spielen, or whatever the fuck that is. Uh, let's just cover Europa real quick. Man United get knocked out by Sevilla, I believe. Yeah, I believe one of us saw it coming. Or both of us talked about it possibly happening, and yeah. one of us called our shot. Uh, of course, Man United's goal was a penalty, Bruno. Yeah. And uh, Luke De Jong. I think you said it would happen. I did. I, I thought. Of course. I thought United. Would oh, you did. Yeah. I had. Well, because. Well, you'll see why I said that in a second. I actually had Sevilla winning it all. Remember, mm-hmm. if you remember, Luke De Jong and your boy Suso. Yeah, my boy <laughs> scoring for Sevilla. Um, 
Lindelof Clark calling Bruno a son of a bitch after the game. What 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 do you mark that to? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a little out of hand on Lindelof's end because of how good. Uh, oh shit. Oh, never mind. We're good. Um, yeah, it was wild. Just wild. Because of how good you were going to say how Bruno has been? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, someone else noted that United has gotten the Fuck, our order's been downstairs for like 15 minutes. They never okay, called. Okay, all right. Well, it's... <laughs> they never right. called. It's okay. It's okay. We're not very smooth, I can see, at our transition. So we will be right back after this debacle. And we are back. Danger, <laughs> danger's averted. Although, they won't know we were gone for whatever time we were gone having our acai bowls. So, I just got to chill. Sorry. Well, it is cold. It's a cold drink. So we were talking about the uh, Bruno and uh, uh, Lindelof thing. Um, you know, either way, uh, that said, it looks like Man United came up short. Did you Did you end up seeing this by any chance? I was at work. So I'll, I'll be the first to admit, because I know you can't get away with bullshitting on the spot. Remember, in the past, I've been caught with it. <laughs> You know, with some issues. <laughs> the Heisenberg? Yeah. Right? So, did you see this one? It was, no, uh, I yesterday. did not. No, no. Okay. Or it was on Sunday? It was yesterday. <laughs> Two days ago. Right. <clears throat> yeah, so Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't able to see this. <clears throat> it was my wife's birthday. Or wife's mom's birthday. So, yeah. did you did you watch it? No, I was playing Warzone. Okay. So, um, safe <laughs> to say, Man United just didn't bring it, I guess. We don't really have an analysis. <laughs> but, but I will... <laughs> Mate, they've only scored on a penalty. That's typically, you know, I mean, they Suso scored. Suso yeah, scored. Yeah, we mentioned that. Suso and Luke De Jong, brother of your, your boy. So, what's the matchups? Enter. Right? So, well, before we get to Inter that, Enter beat like some before, Kazakhstan team. Before we get to that, we'll talk about that in a <laughs> second. Before we get to that, um, a very interesting thing that came up, okay? Of course, when United loses or when something like that happens, uh, people will bring th- something up and. and Obviously, Lukaku was brought up, right? Lukaku is now at Inter, who we'll get to in a second, winning their match. 5 nothing against Shakhtar Donetsk. Yep. Lukaku had a brace. Lautaro Martinez, who could be Barcelona-bound, had a brace. But let me bring this up about Lukaku. Uh, it was, you know, uh, we're both TalkSport guys. Jamie O'Hara on TalkSport said that Martial is not the striker who's going to take Manchester United back to the Premier League title. Whereas Lukaku is a world-class player. So I want to ask you and the listeners, who would you rather have, Martial or Lukaku? Um, I would, I, me by a mile, I, I would pick, um, I'll pick Anthony Martial. Every okay, day and, and what is the reasoning for that? I think he's just more versatile. He could do, I mean, he can play a lot of places, not only that, but I think he's just a better striker. His movement's a lot cleaner, better. Um, he's better on the ball. Touches. Um, I mean, the only thing I could think uh, Lukaku is better than Martial at is maybe just the physical aspect, just because he's a bigger guy, you know. So you don't agree with Jamie O'Hara? <clears throat> no, not one bit. Okay. Do you? Uh, who would I rather have as a number nine? It's yeah. just saying as a striker, is yeah. what he said, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know Martial's younger, right? By a little bit, not by a lot. Right. Seems like Lukaku's been twenty five for about ten years, um, and also I think the, thing I'm the same is, age as, as both of them is that Lukaku's getting it done in a in the in Serie A now. So I, it, it is important to note the leagues are a little different, um, and I also think it's unfair to get at Martial. I have gotten on Rashford's case for not finishing off Martial's chances. I think they're both good. Um, 
And I don't think having one over the other is going to cause a huge difference for Manchester United to get where they have to get. Um, Lukaku is three years older than Martial. Right. So I don't, I don't know. I thought that I'm was a great debate. Anthony Martial. I thought it was a great debate. I want to know, what do the listeners think? Uh, let us know at the footy corner, too. Who would you rather have out of Lukaku and Martial and why? Maybe we'll have the intern put a poll up. Very interesting fact, seeing that Manchester United was knocked out and Inter have made the final. Who was your favorite? So now that brings us to the Europa League final. Inter Milan, Sevilla, the battle of the teams that we picked yeah. last episode to win it all. I, you said Inter, and I picked the shocking, kind, kind of shocking, Sevilla, the kings of the Europa League, so to speak, the last five, six years. So going in the final, are you sticking with your pick because of that huge convincing win over Shakhtar Donetsk? Yeah, I think Inter is just solid from uh, bottom up. Um, mm-hmm. I know I just kind of slayed a Lukaku, but I think he's the best striker left in this tournament. Okay. I think defensively, Inter is very sound, as they showed against Shakhtar. Shakhtar is pretty pretty um, powerful up top. They're very, um, what do you, I don't know how to say it. They're just really good at Offensively, not the hottest defensively, mm-hmm. um, and they got shut out. So um, I think I think Inter has a good mix of youth, um, good youth and, and experience. Um, they're they're fresh off of their season, so they're still in form. I think everything is going for them right now. So I'm going to go with Inter. All right, and on the other hand, I'm going to I got to stick with Sevilla because I picked them before. I'll keep them picked again. I feel like their defense did a Solid job against Man United. Even though I didn't see the match, the fact they only gave up a goal on a, on a pen, they have a pretty good defense. I know their center back, uh, Diego Carlos, is is, uh, is up there in terms of world-class kind of guy that teams are looking at in the future at, at defending. Uh, and Sevilla always passes through some good players. I'll, I'll, I'll have to stick with him, even though I think that would be a pretty good matchup. That mm-hmm. one is on Friday, so if you get a chance to tune in, hopefully here in the U.S. they put on one of these channels that we can watch. Yeah. Rather than streaming this CBS SN uh, or CBS Stream, yeah. CBS SN would even be better. Uh, I think um, I think both finals are, are going to be really good, really good matchups, regardless. Yeah, so we have good stuff coming, and uh, let's go to a few more tidbits before we go to the newly vaunted transfer corner. Uh, James Ward-Prowse has signed a five-year contract for Saints. The only reason I bring it up is that he's now twenty-five. Okay. He's been at the club since he was eight years old, and now he has now this, this five-year He's the agreement. Now he is the captain uh, ever since Hoiberg, even before the before leaving, said he was going to leave. Yeah, I made James Ward Prowse the captain. So I thought this would be a good time to ask. And there's no question in my mind he's a solid player, um, and I think he's getting past that point where he's that quote-unquote young prospect. Yeah. Do you think he will be a lifetime saint, or do you ever see him? somehow making, you know, an impact on another team that might be perceived a little better or higher in standing uh, than Southampton? I think um depends how he does. I think, you know, he's 25, right? Yes. I think he still has time. I think if he – I think these next two seasons, if he does well, he can make the move. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think oh, – I, I think, think he has two years where – my, my thing is, is if Southampton gets relegated – is one that he goes, or he has to have a, an exception. I don't think it could be how he has been playing. Not that he's been playing bad, but I think he has to go to one more well, level I, higher. I don't think he's necessarily had a season where he's stood out regardless, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a staple in their team, but he's not doing good enough to really attract the attention of 
really any big team. But I think he's I think he's still at an age where if you have a season or you know or, or a good season in two years and a team kind of needs you for depth, I think they'll get you. Um, because it, it just seems like nowadays it's just you have to be younger and younger to <laughs> attract a big team. Right. But um, I don't think he will get to that level because he never – he's nothing – I mean, not what's there to prove to us. I mean, like, he's not he hasn't done anything noteworthy necessarily, like pulled off any cool stats or anything. But So I think he'll be a lifelong scene. Lifelong scene. I don't very, think they'll get relegated. Very interesting. I agree. I don't they think there'll be a, a team that does – and I, I think that's what he'll be too. One of the rarities these days, a lifelong player of a team. I'm interested to hear what Mark Noble listeners have to say. Hey, his career ain't done yet. You never know. He might he might bounce. No, I'm kidding. MLS. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, but but you know James Ward Prowse. Very interesting take. Uh, we'll see what the listeners say, and we'll see if the intern puts up a poll or you just have your answer to this. Uh, finally, lastly, before we get into some of the crazy transfer stuff. Apparently, another Newcastle buyer is emerging, or attempting to emerge, we should say, with a £280 million offer, and they claim they want to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. See, they had me until the last part. Uh, Apparently, there are uh, doubts over what Bellagraph Nova Group, BNG, claim is a £280 million bid after it has enlisted the help of Alan Shearer. So they're trying to use the help of a club legend. To put in a, a bid to, to buy Newcastle. I mean, Mike Ashley's looking to sell. What country is this team from? Or is uh, this group from? It's a good question. I, I'm not exactly sure. I believe they're English or, or whatever. Okay. But I just read the headline. I, I mean, I think we're running out of time in terms of when the season's going to start. But if someone does eventually take Newcastle, because it does seem like only a matter of time before Mike Ashley relinquishes Yeah, he's just waiting for the sells. right offer. Uh, when do you think Newcastle will have new owners? I think we're looking at next offseason. Okay. I think, uh, like you said, right now is a bit of an interesting time for a team to totally take over, for a group to totally take over. I think they'd like to probably take over as soon as the season ends so that they could, you know, I don't know. Maybe a, a deal will be agreed upon so that they could kind of see where the club's at, get familiar with it, so that when they do take over, they could just get right to business. So I think during this ne- next season, I think whether it's behind closed doors or not, I think something will will be agreed upon. And then as soon as the season ends, I think Ashley will probably announce that, you know, whoever it is is gonna buy the team. But I don't think he'll um I don't think he'll find himself struggling to find a buyer for, for Newcastle. What do you think? Yeah, I I just I don't know what's gonna happen. It just seems like it's it's kept dragging. I mean I would have thought it would have been done by this summer, but Nothing, you know, with the pandemic happening, I guess, and everything yeah. else. Uh, it's going to be tough for someone wanting to buy a team during a pandemic because I'm sure whatever business they have is getting hurt as well. So Yeah, I mean, I, I'll say I think it, the sale will happen during the season at some point. That's It's got – I mean, and if it doesn't, I don't know. Newcastle kind of runs the risk of just, just being there and not, not sold because it's it's dragged on a long time, I think. And I think uh, I, Mike, they've had enough of Mike, actually. I mean, how many years – I think he's, have looking, they been asking he's for looking to sell it, but it's tough because I think everyone knows Newcastle is a big club in England, mm-hmm. uh, well known around the world for a team that hasn't had <laughs> like too much success. You know, right? They've even been in movies. Goal, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, um, I mean, they're worth a lot, 
and I think Ashley's kind of smart by waiting on the right offer. I mean, you can't undervalue that club. Right. You know, you got to so, get your money's worth. So We'll see what happens there, I'm sure. I mean, either way, I, I guarantee you get a good chunk of money for that team because the Premier League money is insane. So we'll see what happens there. Now, let us go to the second ever edition of the Transfer Corner. So uh, the update on what's occurred, I, in terms of timing that out, I have no idea how long the song yeah. is. I forgot. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, ever since we were on last time, here are the uh, notable transfer slash loans that have occurred. Note, you know, there are things that could be in the works, but these have actually been done, completed. Uh, Jan Vertonghen, who was a, basically a free agent after he left Tottenham, has now gone to Benfica on a free. Benfica kind of has gathered up some... Some uh, a good list of players. Uh, it's funny because we had him on the transfer watch last time, and I rated the transfer as a ten. I said it's happening. A day later, William goes from Chelsea to Arsenal on a free. Tyler Blackett, remember him? Yeah, he's gone from Reading to Nottingham Forest on a free. Wow, his career's really took and taken a tumble. Your boy Tahit Chong, Tommy yeah. Chong, has gone from Man U to Werder Bremen on loan. Wow. So that'll be a nice little loan move from that. That's a make or break loan. That's going to be a good one to go to Bundesliga. Uh, David, David Silva, as we know, Man City to Real Sociedad on a free. Uh, Oliver Skip from Tottenham to Norwich on a loan. So he'll get some guy? play in the championship. Here's another one from the blast from the past. John Obi Mikel. Apparently he's unattached. He's now going to be with Stoke City. Wow, he still plays. I guess, yeah. Mateos Pereira. Goes from Sporting Lisbon to West Bromwich Albion. He was on loan with them during the season, but now it's become permanent for £8.25 million. The trigger was um, released, I guess. The trigger occurred because he met a certain amount of ap- uh, appearances for West Brom. So they triggered the buy clause from the loan. And as you were mentioning earlier, Joe Hart on free from Burnley to Tottenham uh, to either be a second or third goalie. Um, man, Joe Hart really has fallen since... He's yeah. the main goalkeeper for England. Uh, now let's talk about kind of some other things. I guess from the ones I listed, anything stand out to any anyone you want to make a mention of that you think can make any sort of a impact on a team they're joining? A lot of them are just names that are blasts from the past, but I thought we could put you know. Them um, in here. Yeah, no, it's just interesting seeing where these guys go. Um, it's kind of crazy. You see these guys that are so hyped up, like Tyler Blackett, or like back in the day. Um, Jordan Ibe, you know, mm-hmm. these guys that are pe- are pegged to be something special. And then, I mean, Blackett's now on going on a free to Nottingham Forest. It's just kind of crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, or like John Flanagan, mm-hmm. who's just kind of in the, a sub for Rangers now. It's just, you know, I'm sure Arsenal has has those players. I mean, I could, Benny Kofobi? Yeah. What happened to yeah, that guy? Yeah. You know? yeah, I don't know where he's gone now. I know you uh, went to Chuba, Bournemouth for a second. Right, Chuba Akpom. Yeah. I think he's in Greece. It's just like wild, isn't it? Yeah. These guys that even played well. It and is. It is. Do you think a lot of it's, uh, of these young guys, maybe not, do you think it's luck? Do you think a lot of it's maybe it just they just didn't get the right opportunity? Or do you think they just really weren't that good? Well, in a lot of cases, the, the, I think a lot of issues that the English, right, the Premier League and English media kind of have is they hype up some of these players so much and in a sense that kind of mentally ruins them a bit I think obviously a really good player will get over that uh, but I feel like they've been hyped up better than they are 
So a guy will see, ah, this guy was killing it, but he's killing it against a bunch of like 15-year-olds, you know. As soon as he starts playing against Premier League players, the most physical guys, it goes to shit. And some of these guys that we're looking at here, for instance, this, you know, Tyler Blackett, I hate to continue to bring him up. Look at him going to Nottingham Forest on a free. Then you look here at a couple other guys. Oliver Skip, who's going on loan to Norwich. And just even within uh, Manchester, look at Tai Chong going to Werder Bremen on loan. I feel like someone like Tyler Blackett could have used something like a loan rather than getting thrown in. And, and, and some guys get ruined, I think, by the team's urgency to have that guy thrust into a position he's not ready for. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you. It's, it's crazy. But I think it's half the overhype and half that some of these guys were actually probably good but were thrust into positions where they weren't ready. And you might hear things from them in a couple of years. You never know. Uh, but then, yeah, the others, they just kind of go into obscurity, so to speak. Um, and, and it is what it is. You know, for instance, an example, I guess, um, Lyon. Let's look at Lyon right now. They have Jeffrey Adelaide. He actually played at Arsenal, was a big prospect, but never really cut through. They sold him for a million pounds to some, I don't remember what, it was another French team, in Rennes. Yeah. And then he went from Rennes to Lyon, and here he is in a Champions League semifinal. He can yeah. win a Champions League before Arsenal can. So um, it's crazy. You never know what path some of these guys take. Or like, um, or like, um, Serge Gnabry. Yeah. You know, it's like he couldn't find his form at Arsenal, but then, you know, he just went to a smaller club and then found his found his step. And, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, you wonder what it is. You know, maybe it's just the environment. Maybe some players thrive in certain environments. You know, some don't. It's just, I, I mean, you know, I, think, I think I'm someone like that as well. You know, I, certain environments, certain scenarios can bring the best. I mean, some can just not, you know, do the opposite. The, the Serge Gnabry one is is wild, though, you know, because he actually, people don't remember, he went to West Brom on loan, right. actually, too, and he didn't really do anything in West Brom on loan. Uh, and then Werder Bremen and straight to Bayern Munich. I think that was with the idea he was going to go to Bayern, and all of a sudden, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's the right environment. Uh, you know, speaking of which, let's look at the upcoming stuff. Where you talked about it earlier. I don't remember if it was on the show now at this point or if it was off air. Moise Keane. Moise Kane, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Everton. Let's talk a little bit about Everton. Shout out Evan Wolf. Yeah. A um, few things going on here. Mino, Mino Raiola, a very big agent in soccer, big apparently man. is trying to engineer a move for his, uh, his client, Moise Kane, to AC Milan from Everton. Everton bought him for $24.5 million, and they might offload him within a year for $22.5 million. So it almost ends up being like a £2 million loan. So they're looking at him maybe going to... AC Milan. Do you think that would be a big mistake, or do you think Carlos should fight to keep him? I think Carlos should fight to keep him. I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. As far as Moise Keane, um, you know, if, if you like going to AC Milan, don't get me wrong, they're a huge club, and they're, you know, they're still good. But he left Serie A. When you leave the best team in Serie A, you know, just give it more than a year. Right, the Premier League. I think the Premier League is the hardest league to adapt to, mm-hmm. and unless Carlo has firsthand told him that he's not going to get any playing time or you know whatever, um, then maybe do it. But um, I think he's got to. I'd hope he just sticks it out at Everton until a big club comes because I feel like he can compete. You know, God knows what will happen with Charleston if he goes or stays, but 
even if he does stay, I think I think hopefully there's a way that they could put Keane in the lineup because he is a really good player. So um, I think I would fight to stay, and I, I think the smart move would be for him to stay rather than go to, back to Italy to a team that, let's face it, most likely won't be challenging for the, for the Serie A title. You know, I think they're two, three, maybe even four teams better than AC Milan at the moment. So what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'd say he has and to he's stay. not even guaranteed starts at AC Milan. You know, you never know. Everton, and, Everton needs to work on keeping him because uh, I think after one year you can't just throw a guy out and judge, you know, judge him off. Especially a young player like him has talent, has the ability. And I think you might see Ancelotti, knowing the kind of guy Ancelotti is, might fight to maybe keep him, I think, mm-hmm. up to a certain point. I think if Mino Raiola becomes a big headache, then there goes, you know, that's the agent doing that to his own client, to a sense. But either way, Ancelotti's not resting. I guess he's still uh, looking at also uh, Abdullah Decore of Watford and Allen, your boy, of Napoli. So apparently Everton are looking yeah, those coached, routes too. Yeah, he coached Allen. Oh, Correct. so he knows what he's, he's getting himself into. But then again, going back to the whole Moise Keane thing, you never know how Moise Keane feels himself. I think when you're so young, because he's mm-hmm. like 19, 18, I think when people are that young, I think when they when they have their mind on something, it's so hard to get them to to think another way, right? So if he's like, all right, I, I want to go, you know, I think it's so hard to tell him to leave, even though, um, even though every people around him maybe think it's better if he stays, you know. I think I think every day goes by that he wants to, but you know, I, I just hope that. He takes time and really thinks about this mm-hmm. and stays. Because yeah. I do want to see him in the Premier League. And I think for the sake of maybe playing for his country or, or hoping for another big move to a big club, it'll happen if he stays at Everton, in my opinion. And, and I'm sure we'll hear more about him in the coming weeks. See what happens on that. So track that. Get a look. See what happens with Moise Keen. I just wish I knew and what his end goal was. Like, decor, you know, yeah. That's only he knows, I guess. Maybe yeah. you have to DM him on uh, Twitter. You, you get what I mean by end goal, right? <laughs> like what he wants to be at the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's to some extent everyone wants to be a champion, right? Right. So, but I don't think he wants to be in Italy. Yeah. Otherwise, so, he would have stayed. Yeah, we'll see. It's one of those though. When you go, you might see how the grass was greener. But you, you, you that's true. See what happens that's with true. Him. Yeah. De- Decore Allen. It'd be interesting to see what Everton has in store. Um, Sheffield. You know, we talked about how they might be losing Dean Henderson because he was really on loan from United. United has some options. Well, they've come to an agreement with Aaron Ramsdale, the former uh, Bournemouth goalkeeper, on an 18.5 million pound transfer. But oddly enough, I guess that you know, even though the transfer agreement has occurred between mm-hmm. the clubs, the player hasn't moved yet because I guess Aston Villa is coming in too. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're going to end up nabbing him, or do you think he goes to Sheffield? Because clearly he's not going to be at Bournemouth. <laughs> um, I I hope he goes to Villa, but I want to be. I think I think he'll go, so stay at Sheffield. Yeah, I was going to say he was at, actually. It's funny to me that it's even gone this far because he was a lifelong Blades fan. I guess he was as a child, childhood yeah. team, and he actually was in their system before. Yeah. So we'll have to see, but I think it is important for Sheffield to get the right guy because I think a goalie was a key for them in their success this past season. Dean Henderson, uh, we'll see with how that fares with De Gea and stuff at, at Manchester United. I haven't heard anything lately on that. We'll see what happens on that front. Uh, there are rumors that uh, Arsenal are close on a £22 million pound, uh, purchase of Lille defender Gabriel Marcalis. Uh, have you heard of this this potential transfer? Uh, so he's a left-footed center back. 
I guess I'll give my take since it's it's my team. All I gotta say about this is if you're you know twenty two million pound purchase, um, I think that's cheap compared to a lot of the ones you'll get from other leagues, you know internationally. Um, especially one that's a young, I believe he's 22 years old, uh, that has potential. I think that's worth it. Um, I wouldn't have, I mean, the, the only thing I'd rather them do aside from that is pay huge fees like some of the other teams have to get a really good guy like Koulibaly who might be out there. But I'm thinking, you know, if you don't have Champions League soccer, you don't, you don't really have a shot at a guy like Koulibaly who might go to Man City, who you're hearing stuff about. Um, so I think it's a good move. I think that Arsenal need to kind of get back in the Champions League or get closer to being in it to be able to get that Van Dyke kind of guy. Because I think that that's really what's needed. How close were you guys? I, I was trying to remember, when you guys got Van Dyke, where were you guys at the year before? Um, it was the year Saka. So right. we wanted him, and then I think like six months later, we it was in the summer um, where I guess we were being quote-unquote disrespectful, and Southampton said we are not. Like, literally, they said, we are not selling him to Liverpool. Liverpool came up with an official statement saying we will not. Oh, right, but, but where were you guys as a team, like, in the oh, table? Um, Weren't you guys, I mean, you guys were closer than we are now. It wasn't after your shambles. You, a, you were, year, you were a year before we got him? Like, the year you got him, the summer. So you got him in January. We, we got him in January, so I'm saying, like, How are you guys summer? doing leading up to that, leading up to getting him? How was that season going? Oh, when we got him? Yeah. We were fighting. We were fighting for a fighting top four spot. Right. So I feel like until you're perceived as a team that's in the Champions League or going for it, you're not going to get that kind of guy yet. So I think this is a shrewd move. It's pretty good. I'm happy with them spending 22 million pounds because, like I said, you get some of these young guys it could be way more expensive. I think it's worth a punt to see what happens there. So I think that's a good move for them. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you're hearing a lot about Ben Chilwell to Chelsea. Uh, those talks are starting to heat up from a lot of my ITKs. But some of those numbers I'm hearing, I don't know if you heard, are astronomical. The fee that they might have to pay for him, upwards of like $60 million for Ben Chilwell. Yeah. I feel that's too much. What no. are your thoughts See, on that? See, you can't let these clubs kind of bully you in this market. I mean, there's you, I, we all know there's someone better than Chilwell out there and most likely for the same price or less. So I'd say I think it's I think I think more Premier League clubs need to like just not take the bullshit. You know his price is inflated because he's English too, so it's like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say they can just look at clubs that have made good deals, such as ours. You know, yeah. like you guys got Robertson as a, a really good deal. Yeah, we we got and if or you this wanna... Greek lad, you know, over the Norwich lad. Right, and you can even talk about someone that maybe okay. You'd say, well, Ben Chilwell has shown promise. More so than some of those other guys. Well, I thought Kieran Tierney had shown a lot of promise at, at Celtic. Yeah. And he was only twenty. They only, you know, Arsenal only had to pay twenty five million for him. I feel like if you're paying sixty to seventy for a a left back, that's a bit much. I think I don't think yeah. that's a game changer like you'd get at center. You're seeing center backs get that much now, or like four. I think I think sixty mil is good for a, a good center back. You know, I, I I don't think a, a left back is worth sixty mil. I mean, you could definitely find. A really good one somewhere else in you know mm-hmm. a, a France or, or right. something like that for you know something like that. Yeah, and, and a team that looks like they benefit from this Leicester, they'd get that money. Uh, I've heard they're looking at Ryan Bertrand, Jamal Lewis, all these guys that would cost around twenty million. And another name that came up was Ajax's Tagliafico. 
actually. So if Lester went out and did that, that'd be another piece of good business that I put up there with their transfer that they got Yuri Tielemans in. And I thought, man, that's a guy that could probably play for a big, like a bigger team. Yeah. But Lester's come in and made a good offer at the right time. Um, and then you see with Chilwell, they're selling on. Also, uh, Chelsea apparently in the center back position now looking at Lewis Dunk of Brighton and Hove Albion. Your thoughts? <laughs> you just to those those uh, listening, he just shook his head. So I don't know, man. Chelsea's not making the right moves. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they are up front, just in the back. So we'll see what what they do. Um, Jeff Hendrick, for. Jeff Hendrick, going from Burnley to Newcastle on a Your free, boy. looking like it's likely. Uh, pretty good move, you think, for Newcastle there with getting yeah. Jeff Hendrick on a free? Yeah, I think that's a good move. Okay, so uh, these are really the main big ones. I will say one more. Uh, Steve actually, and I want to say this for the end because it goes kind of into the comments part of things. Steve sent to us on Twitter the comment about Tiago agreeing on a four-year deal with Liverpool. Just the clubs have yeah. to agree. He's is already found happen? a house, too, next to uh, Fabinho. Right, so is that going to happen or what? On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your rating now? Um, I'm going to give it an 8. Okay. Sounds like it's still a pretty good chance. Basically, Bayern's I, waiting Bayern's for the Bayern's waiting for the chance. No. They're, uh, I think it's been agreed on. I think they're just waiting for Champions League finish. Yeah, and they also want to make sure that they get... Because Thiago, obviously, is still starring in their lineup. Correct. Um, he played against... He started against Barcelona, so... Yeah. So, and yeah, and they're waiting to... I, I mean, they don't want the, to under... Undercut. I bet you they're even going to hold a little more to get that little extra money they can squeeze out to see. But I think it would be a good move. Anything you've heard on your front from the ITK transfer corner? No, not much. All right. So with that said, let's go ahead to the comments. Uh, we don't have – well, we have a decent amount. A lot of people actually were commenting on the Mount Rushmore talk. Yeah. So which we'll get to that at the end. Uh, but – Brian had a slew of comments. Thank you, Brian, for shout out Brian for letting us know what was going on. One, uh, pointing out your new favorite restaurant based off the intro. Do you want to say the name of it? He said, "Look, it's Arian's favorite new restaurant. It's called Hitler's Cross." Uh, so Yikes. it's based off the. Is, it, is that a real restaurant? I. You know what, Brian? Where did you find the picture from? Surely it can't be right. That's bananas if it's real. That is. Um, he said that the uh, regarding the number situation at Spurs between Fortangen and Hoiberg, um, he said that I had it spot on when I said it's Spurs, who the fuck cares? Uh, in terms of his Champions League prediction, he thinks Bayern Munich will win, and that's who he's rooting for. Lewandowski's underrated. Better than Ronaldo right now. What, what are your thoughts? I just possibly um, didn't answer. I know. I know. I'm trying to think. It's... They're very different, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, who would I rather have if I'm, I guess, starting a team from scratch? I would rather have Ronaldo. Okay. Just because he's more versatile. But there's no doubt in my mind Lewandowski is a very underrated um, number nine. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think, since I've been watching soccer, I think he's the best number nine I've ever seen. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's Watched. so good. It, and it's I can't think you, you can't bring up a number nine, and I can't say he's at or better than Lewandowski's level. It, it's crazy too because nothing jumps out at you about him. Like he's not like super fast. He's not super you know skilled on the ball. He he just is in the right place. He plays real smart. He is skilled, but what I'm saying is he's not like the most skilled. Yeah, he's fast, but he's not the fastest. He, he does every he's a good mix. He does everything. So let's say there are things at a five star level. 
I say he does everything at a four-star four. level. Yep, I agree. But his consistency, if there's one thing that's five stars, it's his consistency. Yep. You exactly. know, you don't no, – he, he doesn't take a season off. He doesn't take many weeks off. He's always making an impact. And he's good in the air, good on his feet, high, very high IQ, knows where the ball is going to be. Um, he's one of those guys that has that special ability that it, it's almost like he sees a bird's eye view of the whole pitch when he's playing and just – you know, knows where to be. So that's yeah. what makes him so special in my opinion. Absolutely. And then, uh, so that's a good point. He also made a point on, uh, remember when we talked about uh, who you would have and pick a player that would play, you know, you'd make 11 clones or yeah. 10 clones of them um, and there'd be 11 of them on the pitch. And we said, let's challenge everyone to pick someone outside of their team because everyone picked someone from their own team. Brian has picked outside of his team. After thinking about it a bit more, he picked Joshua Kimmich. Played uh, CDM, wingback, CB, and has some pace and uh, finish in a tight spot. So yep. what do you think about that guy? I think that's I a really it. good show. Yeah. Okay. He's a modern-day Philip Lum. Yeah. Uh, he's called us out on the TV Mount Rushmore. He said, we're all nonsense. He includes himself. No one mentioned the in-betweeners. What's wrong with us? I know. So, yeah. That, that was bad on, my, on our end. That's poor. That's really poor. Hot seat all of us. Yep. Uh, Brian also says he prefers Celtic to Rangers. Mainly because Trevor McIntyre, shout out Trevor, who I don't know if he's listening or not, probably not listening, uh, also likes Celtic. I should tell him he's, you know I should tell him he was shouted out? I won't tell him when it happened, but he has to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> um, we'll come to this one because he is up for it. Oh, I wanted to ask you about this. Jeff says, okay, Man City 2 and posts a picture of Liverpool's uh, away kit, which is. I'm going to be buying that kit. Yeah, it's I nice. It's saucy, but, man. But what are your thoughts on what Jeff Paris says in calling you guys Man City 2? No, because we won Champions League, so we're not Man City 2. But the color of it? Oh, I mean, it's a different blue. It's a darker blue. Okay. But I, I love these jerseys. I wish, see, if it was red and not blue, oh, see, so those jerseys if, would sick. You're saying if the red ones were like that. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Steve, not yet fighting with Jeff, we'll get to that. Uh, says that his two cents, I know a lot of people said if Liverpool won the Prem, there would be an asterisk. But at least Liverpool played all of the matches. Whichever team wins Champions League would have the biggest asterisk, not even playing all the matches. Thoughts? Sure. I don't think anyone's going to get an asterisk in, in anything. But, you know, you know, yeah, as much as winning the Prem, it's special, but it does feel weird in the season. I'm, you know, I have to admit, and I'm sure winning the Champions League would be the same. Right, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it would, but I feel like, see, I, I don't think it would take away from celebrating and, and the team still accomplished a good amount. Right. So I understand this this whole asterisk speak in terms of everything. I'm just like, you know, it, it, it you, you know, same can be said about any cup, but I felt, you probably felt super happy when Liverpool won. Yeah. I felt happy enough when Arsenal won that FA Cup final. You know, I don't think it's taking away people's joys of, of, of when they win. And it's not like, Things got so taken away. Although I will give him the, fa- the credit that he said if anything would have an asterisk, it would be it would have to be that. But it does make sense, I don't though. Think anything. I mean, you think about the FA League Cups, even even the quote unquote Mickey Mouse Cups. Uh, they had to play all their games as as usual. So makes That's sense. True. That's true. <laughs> uh, so that means Europa gets an asterisk as well. I guess so. So either uh, Sevilla or Inter. Yeah. Um, Steve said, don't let me dream. This was before the match happened, I think, in that in the history of head-to-head between Man City and Lyon, they had played twice, and Lyon had won and drawn. So that means that Man City had never beaten Lyon, 
And that remained the same as after the match happened. He sent something that said, um, hi, Jeff. And it shows a, a woman sad in a Man yeah. City jersey. And then Jeff called it a Mickey Mouse Cup. What were your thoughts on that? Dude? Wild. <laughs> Wild. Jeff, you have a tendency to call cups that Manchester City lose Mickey Mouse Cups. Mm-hmm. We want to know your thoughts on that one. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Steve followed that up by calling Pep a fraud. Um, and I'm, so I think that's the one where you, where he said, oh, Steve goes, Hey Google, how many trophies have Man City won this year? And there was an argument on two or one. Um, so the community shield, I guess, was brought into question <laughs> again. Uh, is that a trophy or not? Let's let's once and for all. No, no. Okay. So we'll go with no for I that. I mean, okay. So in the sense of when you're rounding your season off and you're thinking of trophies, no. But if you're looking at like. I don't know, to be honest. You should count it when you're thinking of club trophies in total, but it shouldn't be something that you should base a season off of. If you're like, oh, we won a trophy this year, it shouldn't be the Community Shield. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, um, you mentioned trophy. Yeah. That's okay. You mentioned the De Bruyne comment earlier about him ghosting in in big games, but you wouldn't hear a word because his name isn't Ronaldo. Uh, Let's see. We mentioned Steve talking about uh, Thiago. There was one more in here that I wanted to mention, and that was uh, Steve posted something from uh, an article that showed Aguero saying, I'm staying until we win Champions League. And then the second picture was of, I'm assuming what's an old filter of Aguero. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll have our account retweet that. And um, actually, our intern retweeted that right now as we just spoke. Good work. Uh, so after all that stuff that Steve said, um, he actually reposted something that said, Arsenal have had a better season than Man City. What are your thoughts? That's wild. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you be the judge of that. You're the Arsenal fan. Would you rather be City or Arsenal? As, as much as I'd love to say that, because we did win the FA Cup and they just won the League Cup, I guess. Well, they won the Community Shield too. <laughs> right. I mean, outside of that, at least they played in Champions League. So I will say that they, they, I mean, they made it to the, what, quarters? So, yeah, to me, they had a better season, although it is good banter and it is a good wind-up, I think. Um, Jeff responds with, how obsessed are with me are you? It's 7.30 in the morning where you are on a Sunday. You've already tweeted, tweeted at me twice. Are you in love with me? To which Steve says, I'm up at 5.30, so I had time for a shit and a run already. That's a good morning to me. If you get a shit and a run in that early, that's oh, a good yeah. morning. Uh, but to answer your question, very obsessed. So our listeners, look at that, putting listeners together. I aspire to wake up that early and shit and run. Right? Good stuff. Wild. Good stuff. So, um, and you responded also once to uh, Jeff saying that David Silva has equaled Steven Gerrard's Premier League assist total of 92, and he did it in 199 less games. He won the league two, four times, which you sent a picture of uh, Steven Gerrard kissing the Champions League (laughs) trophy. So, to which Steve then said again, hey, Google, how many Champions League titles (laughs) does David Silva have? Uh, so good stuff going on between you guys. Good banter. Keep it up. Let us know what you guys think at the Footy Corner 2. Before I move on, this is the last one I wanted to mention. Actually, it was a really funny question that came along from Steve. Okay, And actually, um, should we make it a poll question for the listeners? Would you rather, A, watch only softcore porn for the rest of your life, or B, only minor league sports for the rest of your life? <laughs> 
I'd only watch soft porn. Uh, I'd rather have pro sports. Right. I'd rather have soft porn. Only soft porn for the rest of your life. I actually agree with that. But what's your reason? Because, I I, well, because if you really, like, want to not be lazy, you just kind of go out and, you know, you don't, you could settle for, you know, not the best looking lass out there and <laughs> get the real thing. Whereas it's not like you could go watch professional sports or play in them. You know what I mean? That's actually exactly the point I was going to make. So I'm saying, I, you could, you, you could can live, you can live, do the hard part. <laughs> you can do it, but you can't do the pro sports because you're usually <laughs> right. I mean, of all of us. I don't think any of us are pro sports people in terms of playing. Right, and you know you can argue if you have enough game and you don't have to be the best looking guy. Now you can, can get. Like, can you videotape yourself and then watch that, or is that illegal? Because that's considered hardcore porn. Because, but but if you produced your own, can you watch that? Is my question. Wow. Or, or do you just That's have, a game changer right there. Or do you just say, nope, you can only live the experiences of it and you can't tape it and you have to go back to watching the software when you do that. You see? You can't record yourself. Yeah. Banging even if you have a mutual agreement saying like, yeah, let's record it. Right. That's a, that's great. That's a tough one, isn't it? I think I think you could do that. That's fair. That's so fair. Yeah. Because so, you're watching, you you did it though. It's, it's, but it's called watching, right? So so you could probably only do it. You can't watch it. I think we both, regardless. So let's say you can't we'll watch pick it. A. We Sh- both. Should we ask the? Uh, should we send a poll? Should we have the intern post the yeah. poll? It would be a, it'd be one of the more questionable polls we posted. But I think we'll get some good responses. So yeah. Let's see what people say and see their responses. It's an awesome one. I actually really liked it. I, I wherever you found it, Steve. That is great. I, we love actually a lot of the best questions and speaking points that we get in these segments that I think are fun to listen to come from uh, the people listening. So um, that's a good one. So let's go before we get to the last fun segment. Bro, let's, can you imagine having to watch what's minor league soccer? Just the championship? I know it would be so bad. And then for the MLS, it's the NASL, and then for hockey, it's the AHL. Yeah, I can't. I can't and then do for it. baseball, it's AAA. Like wow. Can you watch college sports? So it would be that would literally be the would, only thing I'd be would, excited for. It would be F. You no, know, that one. It would be their minor league, so it wouldn't be division one. It'd be division two. So you'd be watching like, well, no, because it's 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 uh, pro, or it's not pro. It's division oh, minor league sports. So oh, I don't know. You're, if you're talking minor league, you're you're. It's not division one. So it's division two. You're watching division two basketball and and uh, football. That's unreal. I don't so know. I think I think. Like I, like I said, you can go out and do whatever you want. You know, go out, have yourself a day. Or if you have a girlfriend or wife or fiancé, whatever, friends with benefits. Just get do it. it. Get yourself a friends with benefits. Fuck it. If you don't want it, the commitment, get yourself friends with benefits. Okay. So uh, you there's so always, many ways around that stuff. You could also always call an escort. But, I mean, hopefully. We like your hope- boy. My boy, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Did we name him or no? We did, but I don't want to name him again because okay. I feel bad that. <laughs> okay, so your boy <laughs> who paid, paid, paid for an escort, paid three hundred plus to Uber to one for an hour. <laughs> Unreal, but got to got to bang her unlimited amounts of time. <laughs> unlimited amounts of time, yeah. <laughs> she's an Instagram model too. What? Well, Wait, she's I like thought thick. the one you pointed out was the like as you thought she was like Michelin man. No, she was thick for oh, okay. sure, okay. but like. He's into like thicker. Like she's not like 
fat, but she's just like thick. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay. Maybe fat? That's why. I don't know, but thick. I wouldn't consider her fat. All right, fair enough. So, so I'm not into that as a 5'9", 160 to 165 lad. I'm looking to get that up more muscle, but still, not not sure. Not, not, not anyway. Sure, and that's fair enough. Everyone has their. Looks we not, talked about this when we talked about units. Yeah, everyone has their flavor. Yeah, <laughs> and their, and their preferences. True. We know we know Nikhil's. Shout out Nikhil. We yeah. haven't heard from you in a minute, man. Just uh, let us know how, uh, if you're doing well. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have to get him on the show. Yeah. I'll be looking for an update. Shout out. Let us know what's happening. The season's over, but we're not. Come on, lad. Let us know what's happening over there. Uh, Mount Rushmore of months. Again, you win. So, again, I cannot. I I don't know what it is. I think the world's against me. Uh, You had 69%. Nice. And I had 31. Uh, Again, you picked July, March, November, June. I had December, October, August, May. Uh, Comments here. Brian, I finally voted for Afshin, congrats. So that's the first time he voted for me. Uh, I'm not a cold month guy, but December's the best cold month. Better than November. And obviously, we, we both had May and October. Then August and July are the same to me. He said that it is Mount, Mount Monthmore. And thank you for finally getting on board with changing Rushmore to a pun. Are May, where it's finally getting consistently warm. June, which is his birthday month and the summer starts. September, the temperature cools down. In October, you have crisp fall afternoons with football. Uh, Steve, my birthday month of July, which also has the best movies released, and March, which is one of the best sports months. So he probably, I mean, he definitely voted for you because those were two of yours. And Brian A. chiming in for the second time said this depends a lot on where you live. For Tennessee, which is where he lives with his family, October, November, December, and April. So he's a big he's a big winner guy. Big winner. A big fall winner guy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So in Tennessee it's probably a little more mild in December. Uh, so a lot of good uh, reactions and responses. Jeff, we I don't think we've ever heard of Mount Rushmore from Jeff, have we now? No. Not a big Mount Rushmore guy, are you? All right. Uh, you talk a lot about winning four trophies and four this and four that. But you don't do any Mount Rushmore stuff, mate. Come on now. Um, with that said, let's get to this this episode's Mount Rushmore, for which, I don't know, should we even do it? You're going to win again. But uh, What do you know, mean? Let's, let's go ahead. Uh, so for this one, since we don't have a guest, we, we're going to do something which doesn't have really, I mean, I guess there are limitless options, but we're trying to leave those for when we have guests. Uh, so today's topic, today's Mount Rushmore, is freezer foods. So we'll call it, we'll call it what, Mount Freezemore? Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are just any food that's in the freezer that is sounds either good as a snack, could be a dinner, could be a breakfast, it could be anything. Something you typically find in the freezer, if you open your freezer and found this, what would excite you the most? So let's go ahead and do that. Uh, you won last round, so you get to pick if you do the first pick. Or if you're passing on the first pick. So I'm going to do the first pick. Okay. And I think you're going to pick what I have. So I did your the first, first pick? pick because, I mean, this is just, this is it. Yep. Uh, I know you Pizza have. rolls. Yep. Pizza rolls are the goat yep. of freezer, freezer whatever. You can have it for dinner. You can have it for a snack. Get, get yourself a good ranch out. Have yourself a day. Yeah. Limitless. Pizza rolls are, and they're really easy. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was my number one on my list. Uh, but you know, we'll see what I can come up with here. So my Just make two sure you picks, flip them halfway in. Yeah, whenever you do it, that's true. Microwave or oven. Well, my two picks. I'm gonna go one above. I'm gonna go one level above. 
if you can't draft the pizza rolls, draft the whole damn pizza. I'm going to go with a frozen pizza, you know. So I think these days they come out with a lot of nice revolutionary pizza. You can almost literally get any kind of pizza frozen. And I've had that that stuffed crust. You get the stuffed crust from DiGiorno's. That's some solid stuff. Or if you don't want to have too many calories in one sitting but want to eat a whole pizza, you get one of those thin – uh, thin ones that, that are pretty good out there. You, which one was the one that you kept getting that you liked for a bit? Jack's? Yeah, yeah. You weren't a Tombstone guy. You liked Jack's, right? No, no, no. I liked Tombstone. I didn't like Jack's. Oh, you were a Tombstone. Right, that's what it was. But so, Jack's was like $4, yeah. so. So, I mean. It's, in and, Chicago. So and you could get, right, as a bachelor, I remember, like, you can have a really cheap dinner. Yeah, a frozen it's pizza. prime quarantine <laughs> dinner because, look, you know, you you don't have to go anywhere, hopefully, you right. know. And you can just kind of chill and with you don't your homies to, if you want one or two, you know, quarantine rules. Yeah. yeah have yourself and, a fucking pizza. And you don't have to risk getting corona from a delivery. Exactly. So with my exactly. second pick, I'm going to go with ice cream. Uh, solid dessert food in there. I mean, obviously, any, you know, having right. ice cream in there, post-dinner, during dinner, before dinner, whenever you want to have ice cream, if you open that fridge and you see that flavor that you really like, that's golden. Have we had an f- ice cream flavor draft? No. Oh, that might be in the future. But, uh, you know, lately here and there I've had ice cream after dinner. Whew, it's good. So those are my two picks. It's on to you now. So <laughs> this is kind of wild that I'm picking this. Actually, no. No, fuck it. I'm not going to. Okay. So here's – I got two picks. Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to go with the breakfast theme here. Yes. Jimmy Dean's. Oh, yeah. Those are – well, which – I guess this – like breakfast sandwiches? Or what are you going with? There are many Jimmy Dean's. That's what I'm saying. Like all – you can't just pick a whole brand. <laughs> I'm picking a whole fucking. Pick you're picking pizza. Yeah, that's a food. So you. So Jimmy Dean's is a food. Jimmy Dean's is a brand. <laughs> it's its own entity, man. Okay, mate. Jimmy Dean's sells <laughs> breakfast sandwiches and hash browns. Those are different items. But the hash browns can be loaded sometimes. Yeah, they are. But they're still hash browns, mate. Can we put loaded hash browns? Okay, I mean, is that your pick? No, you Jimmy Dean's breakfast sandwich? sandwich. Okay, that's a good. I I will say that is a good pick. Yeah. All right, that's my number two pick. Okay. Three, I'm going to go with the classic. Lego my ego. Fuck. That was one of my picks. Ego, fuck For it. someone that likes pancakes, mate. Yeah. Well, you can't make... Well, dude, for someone like me that woke up very late for school and just needed something to finish for breakfast before showing up the second period a little late. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eggos was the move. So... Yep. Okay, so there you go. That's a solid pick. So you got pizza rolls, Jimmy Dean's breakfast sandwiches, which I think are solid as well, uh, and Eggo waffles, which was going to be my next pick. So there goes that. I will go with uh, chicken fingers. Like, you know, chi- you, you know what I'm talking about? The ones that you uh, – like, sometimes they call them the chicken tenders or the chicken fingers. They're the same thing pretty much. They're like the – they have them in different flavors now. Mm-hmm. Like they have like the honey ones. They have the buffalo style ones. So I'm going to go with chicken fingers because you, you can dip those in barbecue sauce and ranch. Solid stuff there. You took my damn breakfast picks, both of them. And I don't have a breakfast selection, so you're a little more rounded here. But as we're looking at just best freezer foods overall, and I'm between a couple of things, but I'll go with the off-brand of pizza rolls. So if I don't have pizza rolls, this is the other thing I like having. Uh, bagel bites. Well, bagel bites is my fourth pick. So that rounds it out. I was gonna pick got... bagel bites. So no. But then I was like, pizza rolls and bagel bites would be a bit better. Exactly. You had you had to go with one or the other, I think. So. Okay, so I'm gonna go with something that every motherfucker had that at least grew up in in, in 
the United States of America and probably Canada. What, I don't know what they're called, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the flavored ice ice things. You know, you cut the top with scissors. Oh, and freeze pops. Freeze pops. Freeze pops, yes. yes are are they freeze pops? Yeah, freeze pops. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's what they're called, though. Maybe. Look it up. They're freeze pops. You, you, it was in liquid form. You throw them in the freezer. Yes. They come in different colors. Yep. The ice pop. It's called ice pop. Ice pops. Sorry. Ice pops. Ice pops. Okay. Ice pops are bananas. Okay. They, I agree. That's freeze pops. Um, sorry. They're called freeze pops, I think. That's what I thought, mate. Freeze pops. You, you, you don't even know what you've picked? So freeze pops. Because you get like a hundred of them for like three bucks. Okay. Yeah. No, that's true. That is a very cheap food. And then you could like roll through like five or six of them. Give yourself diabetes in one night. There you go. So the picks are in. Um, Arine has pizza rolls, Jimmy Dean's breakfast sandwiches, Eggo waffles. Damn it, I wanted that one. And freeze pops. I have pizza, ice cream, chicken fingers, and bagel bites. I think this is the one you take. No, I I don't know. It'll you got close. pizza. You got ice cream. Those were power moves. Ice cream Freeze was power. power moves. You took my Eggo waffles. If I had gotten Eggo waffles, I thought it was a slam Look, dunk win. I got LeBron. I got I got LeBron James on my team though in in pizza rolls. Yeah, yeah, I know. Then I have Giannis, but he lost. <laughs> I have Giannis and Kawhi Leonard, so I need Kawhi to come through for me. Because Giannis just fucked up. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Um, we actually named everything that I put on there. Really? Uh, chimichangas. Yep. I had them. Honorable uh, mention, but um, it's tough to make a good one. Yeah. I mean, for, nowadays, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know how to explain it, but for me, chimichangas and burritos were up there. So are those loaded hash browns you spoke about. They're the different. loaded hash browns. Are, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what else I've been having? Uh, I can't remember what brand it is. If I remember, I'll let you guys know. But I got it from Costco. There are these um, uh, breakfast burritos. And so they have like egg with sausage wrapped in like this little burrito. And I'll like – every time I take a bite, I put uh, Valentina sauce on it. Have you ever had Valentina? Yeah. Valentina's like that. So by the way, we should – I mean anyone that's sauce. got Anyone that's got a, a, a Latino friend has yes. had Valentina. <laughs> Which for me is – to me, it's my favorite hot sauce. I mean there's so many good hot sauces. On it. I feel like we could have a draft on hot sauces. You like Valentina Valentina, believe it or not, yeah, which is not maybe the favorite for a lot of people. Uh-huh. It's my favorite. Um, and it's been ever since I had people bring it over when we ha- – they got Lay's chips. And they're like, don't eat these chips gringo style. <laughs> There's some of my Mexican friends. Yeah. They sprayed all the Valentino on. I go, guys, I love this stuff because I love spicy food. So, uh, But yeah, the, the, those are pretty good. And um, tater tots I also had on there. Oh, you can make dude, tater you can't forget and- dino nuggets. Yes. Well, that's kind of – it was similar to chicken fingers a bit, no? So, yeah. 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 So there's the, there's the – I want to know what are your guys's – Mount Freezemores, uh, see what, what kind of foods you guys select or like. Uh, and let's move on now to Nonce of the Week from uh, last week. So we don't need to put the transition yet. The winner was FC Dallas fans, 80% <laughs> for throwing bottles and booing. Then you had Roman Shirakov at 20% who attacked the ref. I believe I picked Roman Shirakov. And 0% for Ali McCoist. For saying that Rangers are bigger than everyone else. And Bully Bullignoli, who uh, secretly traveled to Spain and brought COVID to <laughs> Celtic. Unreal. You know that. You know what's funny? I, I actually noticed this today that Romulo Lukaku, in his Twitter, his name is Romulo Lukaku Bullignoli. Maybe he knows this lad. 
All right. Maybe. That's all I got to say about that. So this week, uh, it's a bit of a reduced version. There wasn't much nonsery that happened. No. So um, you only have three options. So here are your options this week for nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. And the first option, Paul Ince. <laughs> have you heard of Paul Ince before, me? Yes, I have heard of Paul Ince. Did you hear about what, what he did recently? What did he do? So he was criticizing Man City's uh, David Silva statue. Right, he was saying that you know they shouldn't have one, uh, and that honoring them outside of the uh, Etihad would go a bit too far. I agree. Which, which that's fine. You you have that opinion. I don't think that makes you a nonce. But then he said, "Do you see Arsenal putting up statues of Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp, which actually have. both actually, do have statues yeah. outside?" So he was citing that they don't have them. Why should City they're even on these? the on the mural that they kind of got? Too. Right. So um, Paul Ince. For uh, <laughs> He said, here's the exact quote. When you look at the Henri's, the Bergkamp's, Silva might be up there, but I don't see a statue of Henri or Bergkamp outside Arsenal, which there completely is. So, I mean, not a super nonce move. I, I knew Henri had one. I didn't know Bergkamp did. Yeah. So, yeah, they both have it. Um, and so it's just funny because he cites. I mean, if you're going to go off and make that point, big yikes for Paul. When Hicks. did Bergkamp get a statue? Um... Quite a bit back, I thought. Yeah. Before Henri got his. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, a, it was a while. It's actually, it's of that moment that he had, the one where he did the turn. It's actually a very interesting statue. I'm surprised I didn't show it to you when we were there. Huh. It was a while ago, though. I don't even know if we saw really, the Henri. We saw, I think we saw the Henri. That's where we walked in from. Or no. We walked in from the cannons. Right. We saw the Henri when I thought when we walked through the train station. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It was All rainy. Right. Yeah, that's true. It was like a monsoon. So Paul Ince is up there. Then we have Arturo Vidal, also suggested by Steve. Um, but Arturo Vidal was actually looked close to vomiting uh, after they lost uh, to Barcelona, lost to Bayern Munich. Former Bayern Munich player, right? Yep. He became a figure of ridicule uh, for Barcelona because not only of how he played, but what he said before the match. He said the following. Bayern will be playing against the best team in the world, Barca. They aren't playing against some random Bundesliga team. Uh, might as well have been, right? Because they got clocked 8-2. Yeah. to two. So you can't come out and talk that shit and then play a stinker where you look like you're about to vomit. Yeah. So there is uh, Arturo Vidal. And I don't know why there's this video of Demba Bond here. Uh, <laughs> then you have, finally, uh, Bernardo Silva. Arin, you know this one really well. Uh, Bernardo Silva basically embarrassed himself by not only taking a shot at Liverpool fans, but also doubling down after he took that shot. So he did tweet out, and to all Liverpool fans, they have nothing else to do than come to a Man City player account. I'm also sorry for you, but for the wrong reasons. Pathetic. Go celebrate your titles or try to find a partner. Drink a beer with a friend. Read a book. So many options. So he tweets that on the 16th of August. And on the 17th of August, he doubled down. And said, I guess reading a book was a bit too much for you. Maybe just go for a brew. So what do you as a Liverpool fan have to say to Bernardo Silva? So I was part of the the Liverpool football Twitter community that really rinsed him on this. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you go under his tweet and you go under the comments, it's amazing. It's hilarious. Right. Because as an athlete, you should not give any indications that you pay too much attention to social media or that those guys get in your head. Mm-hmm. And he did that to a T, 
and he pretty much for anyone that doesn't know football twitter is a real thing and whether you like to admit it or not they have an influence on these things because these teams on social media platforms post and then what do you know there are a parade of comments and on twitter you see a bunch of accounts with footballers on him and and believe it or not teams listen to these guys mm-hmm. you know they see enough of it to be like okay this is what the fans think so Silva has lost the plot in a sense of of really showing that he he cares about what I guess people think on on the internet, and I think maybe he should have just stayed quiet. I think that's very nonce like. That's just the that's the worst thing you could do as a player is acknowledge other another team, uh, and and kind of show your bitterness towards them if that especially if you've been better than them the past I don't know how many years right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like if I'm trying to think of something in, in your sense. No, no, I I understand what's going on. I don't need to be, I don't need it to be related to me. I just, you know, he's up for knots. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming he's your vote. Yeah. Okay. I'm voting for Vidal because you can't make comments oh. like that and then drop the ball big time. Yeah. But I think this will be interesting because for once we finally don't really have like a racist. Yeah. We don't have... Someone that's broken it's, COVID protocol. Right. So I'm very curious to see who will win this week's three-man race. It's been a very quiet. Yeah. Um, very quiet time. Yeah. And, and I guess you'll see that when there aren't that many competitive matches. I mean, there are the Champions League and yeah. Europa League matches. Uh, and there are some qualifiers for those. But, you know, we're not seeing too much on the other I end I think of it, most so. major leagues are, right now, the players. This is the that little time that they have between now and next season. Yeah. It's a very, it's very small They're on time. vacation. So they're on vacation or very quietly just like doing their thing with their families. So No one's doing the Jack no Grealish one. this year? <laughs> no, not with Kobe. Actually, Jack Grealish already did the Jack Grealish with Deli Ali and um, <laughs> Madison? I yeah. Or, yeah, yeah uh, Madison yeah. and Ibiza. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he did it obviously on a very much, a much smaller scale than in the past. All right. Um, so that's pretty, that pretty much rounds it out. It's a... Again, somehow we were able to speak for an hour and a half but, about nothing, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but next week, by next week's episode, uh, I'm hearing, or my ITKs are hearing the Premier League schedule will be out by Friday. So, everyone, get ready. There is rumor that it might come out tomorrow, but I have my, my high-end sources say that definitely by Friday. Did you see the potential leak that was on the Premier League fantasy site? No. So uh, I guess those that play fantasy, which I do, actually, you know what? Let's we got to set it up next oh, week. I'm yeah. gonna tell you guys what our password is. Uh, I'll get together. Steve uh, is the uh, league manager of a league I'm in. Maybe I'll get him to do it and run it. Uh, I'll get your guys' email addresses and we'll announce on the show how to join that league. So I'll talk to him because I guess you could start signing up now. Um, and so I guess those that signed up and started setting their lineups, it had like opponents for some of those matches so i think like your guys's first game we'll see when the schedule comes out if it it was an actual leak or just okay but it had you guys playing i believe west ham if i'm not mistaken i think one of the i believe at west ham i think like the best game of the week there weren't well outside the one i'm about to tell you after was leicester and wolves is a good one that's scheduled a lot of the other teams play a lot of eh teams but they have the big match they have scheduled apparently i'm hoping is not the case because i want an easy game but they have Arsenal and Manchester United apparently as the as the opening, and I just I just for God's sake let us play an easy team for once to start a season. 
I don't want to see that. I can't remember who Leeds would be playing, um, or Fulham or West Brom, but the article had written. So let's see. We'll find out when the schedule's released. We'll see. Look, um, you know, look for it. We may uh, retweet from our account when the release comes out. Uh, anything else? So we'll talk about the schedule next week. We'll talk about who won the Europa League, who won the Champions League. Hopefully we'll have something to you on, the hope is Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we'll see what your schedule is. We'll see what my schedule is. And uh, we'll go from there. So anything else before we go to the man of the hour? Nope. All right, let's turn it over to the now-employed Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. 